welcome back to the Sunday Roast. Uh, no, welcome back to the Baby Roast. Not quite. Welcome back to the Tuesday Roast. That's not a Sunday Roast. Equally not really a Baby Roast, but nevertheless, it's a roast. Roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your hearts? And most importantly, how the bloody hell are your heads? Guys, how are you? I'm okay. Uh, back from the brink. Give me a second series, you shit. Um, I'm okay, guys. It's been a tricky couple of weeks, hence the lack of Sunday roasts. Um, I was sort of skating on the edge of oblivion there for two weeks or so, just getting really run down psychologically with the whole lockdown. And then, unfortunately, I lost my granny last Wednesday to COVID, which was a real kick in the bloody teeth. That's not the way you describe losing somebody. But, oh, it was a real, really grinded my gears. No, but it was tough and miserable because of lockdown and restrictions. So I was just not feeling like doing anything. You were feeling like uh, having a few drinks on Wednesday and putting up some weird, incomprehensible Insta stories, weren't you, though? Well, yeah, but it's what you would have wanted. It's what Nana would have wanted, isn't it? You drinking tequila and uploading, I don't know, David Gray songs as your Instagram story at 1am. It's exactly what she wanted. Because she loved tequila, didn't she? Incorrect. Incorrect. Never heard of it. She probably thought tequila was just a Spanish man offering to tickle you in his native accent. Nevertheless. How are you guys? I just wanted to check in to reassure you that A, I'm okay, and B, the Sunday Roast is coming back very, very soon. I also wanted to thank everybody who's reached out over the last few weeks. The usual stuff, just all of you guys are ridiculously kind, and it never ceases to amaze me how much you seem to be care, how much you seem to care, at least, about me and just other people in general. Different generation entirely to mine. We're all very self-involved, narcissistic, single-minded individuals. So uh, I was touched. Thank you. Especially shout out to the Trinity Law Society. I was supposed to be joining this live debate on, I think it was Thursday. Saturday? Yeah, Thursday evening with two other comedians, Kevin McGahern and Owen Colgan from Hardy Books, to uh, just debate what you might call it, Dubai, and it was going to be us against a bunch of students. In a weird way, I'm sort of happy that my granny died when she did because I really didn't have any intention in going on some sort of live recorded debate and getting schooled by a precocious young pup from Trinity College Dublin. Nevertheless, they have apparently awarded me with something called like the Magnata, the Magna Caritas Award or something for making people laugh during lockdown. The inaugural recipient... I hastily, I hasten, hasten to add, you know, it's, you know, it's a real reward or award. Sorry, I can't speak. You know, it's a real award when you're the inaugural recipient. Oh, cool. Uh, do you need my postal address to send it out? No, no, no. We can email it to you. Ah, even better. So it's an email. It's an E award. Jesus, this is the real deal, isn't it? This is actually really grim because you know the way, like, at least if you get sent something dog shit, you can have the feeling of actually physically picking it up and throwing it into, like, the green bin. Whereas I'm literally just going to have to download the attachment <laughs> and sort of slowly but surely drag the icon across my desktop to the trash folder whilst a solitary tear drips down my right cheek. Thank you, Trinity College Dublin. I was also uh, nominated, I don't know why this is the week of nominations, I was also nominated as Best Newcomer in the Gossies, which some of you uh, may have seen me 
post about <clears throat> once on Instagram. Uh, didn't win. Didn't win. Didn't didn't get to watch it. That was on Friday night and the funeral was on Saturday morning. So I didn't even get to watch it. Very much no idea uh, who won or anything. Very much know exactly who won. Yeah. So many happy... Well done. Congrats. Enjoy. Enjoy the victory. Um, And that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's all I... That's the only things I missed. And then, of course, the Sunday roast. But as I say, we'll be back soon. Thank you for sticking with me. It was interesting, though, over the last few days. And I wanted to sort of get your thoughts on this. Obviously, because of COVID, you're not meeting as many people around funerals that you usually would uh, in Ireland. Because, as you know, death is something that is completely congruent with our culture. It's almost at the epicentre of our culture and really defines us and how we act and live. So I haven't really gotten to see that many people, but I've still seen some. And I know I've discussed funerals before, but... It never ceases to amaze me the sort of things that you encounter at funerals, uh, even during COVID times and just how remarkable uh, people are. Don't get me wrong. I am hyper aware that everybody generally has the best intentions and anything that they say to you is usually rushed and out of awkwardness and they're just trying to sort of pacify you in the moment. But you still get a couple of clangers. I met a couple of people over the weekend and I said, yeah, listen, not great. Heading into uh, the funeral now. We lost my granny and... uh, she died of COVID and, you know, very sad and whatnot. And uh, one one person that I met said, yeah, Jesus, that is awful. That is awful. And sure, you poor thing, like, didn't you lose, uh, you know, you lost your uncles. You lost, didn't you lose like three uncles in the space of three months or six months a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah, I did. And then didn't you also, it's like, okay, can you stop? L- literally listing listing all of the other people in my life who have died is not going to make me feel better. Do you know what I mean? It's absolutely bizarre. And then you get to the funeral these days, and the funerals are so weird. I don't know if any of you have been unfortunate enough to have to attend a funeral during COVID, but they are so bizarre because you can only have, what, 10 people or something in the church, which, by the way, the priests are like bouncers on Delir Street. They are ridiculously seasoned in this, you're not getting in vibe. They like locked all the doors um, and we're all standing outside in the car park, absolutely freezing. Everybody's got their phones out then to watch the service. And this is what I have a problem with, right? So you've got the phone out and you have to go on to like priest flicks or whatever the website is where you can actually log on and watch the service happening that you're six feet away from. Six feet is probably the wrong amount of feet to use in the context of funerals. Nevertheless, we'll power through. But you're watching this thing on your phone. And next thing you know, you've got four or five people crowded around you with their heads over your shoulders looking at this. I mean, surely for social distancing, that's not good. I practically scored three of my aunties. Do you know what I mean? It's it's absolutely outrageous. And then, so the, the car park is just sort of littered with the various mourners all looking on their phones. I went over to one guy to see if his sound was better than mine. He was on fucking Paddy Power. He was on the Paddy Power app acting all mournful. He was probably just crying because his accumulator didn't come in. Another guy was watching an episode of Scrubs. It's absolutely outrageous. And I think as well, we need to remember, just because you can't get into the church these days, just because you can't get into the church, this does not give you a carte blanche to dress like you're about to do the Golden Mile in UCD on Christmas Eve. People come up in sports clothes, gym attire, absolutely unacceptable. One guy even brought a dog. 
Now, you cannot be bringing dogs to a funeral, inside or out. This is absolutely... Because the thing is, if you bring a dog to a car park full of people, people are going to want to pet it. I am going to want to pet it. And I don't want to have to hear who's a good boy as I'm struggling through the Ave Maria, unless it's somebody saying it to me. Are you talking to me? That's my, uh, that's such a brilliant De Niro, isn't it? Are you talking to me? And then the service was complete. It was beautiful, touching, emotional and sad in equal measure. Next up, obviously, comes the burial. So once we'd gotten through that usual fucking panic about who's going in what car, what is with that? People at funerals. And who's driving? Who's, um, where's, where are you parked? Like, I mean, we're all in the vicinity of the church, okay? This isn't Strad Valley. This isn't Electric Picnic where it's like, oh, you're in the Jimi Hendrix fucking site and I'm in the Columini. We're all in or around Donnybrook Church. Nobody has parked outside the Aviva or gotten it wrong and thought we were in Croker, okay? We're all parked nearby and we're all going to make our way up to the graveyard. And that is what we do. Now... We arrived up, obviously this is like really small numbers now. I think there was 10 of us, again, just immediate family. And Mrs. Roast, who insisted on coming, by the way, it was mental. Um, It was actually quite funny. Whenever uh, whenever we were at the church, I had my arm around Mrs. Roast and kept like rubbing her back as if she was sort of breaking down and like a chief mourner. Brilliant banter. Nevertheless, Excuse me. Um, those jewels, they're really good for you. But we arrive up to the graveyard, okay? And this is when it gets a bit weird. The priest, the priest that was at the burial was a different priest to the one that was at the church. They obviously did like a substitution. Not only that, they did some sort of transatlantic substitution because the priest that was standing by my granny's grave was a fucking yank. He had an American accent. Now, I'm just going to come out and say it. I, I didn't like this guy. I didn't like his shtick. I didn't like his tone. He he tripped himself up too often for me to forgive him, right? Just to paint a picture. We're standing around the grave. This is sort of the really awful, real element of death, as we all know, and it's horrible, and it's such a sense of finality and leaving this world, etc. So at this point, you're just miserable. There's not that sort of love and, you know, you're not surrounded by as many people as you are outside the church where you can just get lost in sort of hugs and all the rest. This is just like the grim reality of death is upon you. Your man opens up his book. First and foremost, bear in mind, there's 10 of us standing around the grave, okay? He adopts this voice like he's speaking, I don't know, at like Live Aid or Westlife in Croke Park. He speaks in, he, there's no microphone or anything because there's literally 10 of us around a grave and he's got this like, thank you, hello. <laughs> you know that sort of voice people use? Like sort of, thank you very much. Can you hear me out there in the back? Yes, bro. There's literally 10 of us 
So anyway, he stands there and he opens up his book, which, by the way, surely you should know the lines at this stage. How many funerals have you done, bro? Surely you should know the lines at this stage. This is very brief. And because it's COVID, we're also getting like a synopsis. We're getting like the omnibus where you've got all the sort of religious stuff shoveled into, you know, a nice six minute little concise version. You should be able to learn this off. If I can do the fucking nativity in St. Bridget's with two eye patches on, you should be able to do this. Nevertheless. He opens up the book. We're all sad. There's a bit of a pause. Almost like he's waiting for us to be quiet, you know? The little pompous wretch. So we're all quiet. We all hush. Bow our heads in mourning. And he opens the book with his big booming fucking mid-Atlantic drawl. He goes, We are gathered here today to mourn. I shit you not. We are gathered here today to mourn the loss of our brother. I mean, uh, our sister. Joan, have you ever heard the likes of us? Like, you have one job. You had one job. And that was to remember the person that is being buried. Let Literally remember their gender. Just our brother or our sister. Our sister, Joan. How could you get that wrong? So at this point, I was looking at Mrs. Roast and one of my sisters been like, oh no, I'm not a fan of this now. I'm really, really not a fan of this. And then, okay, he proceeds to start doing a few Hail Marys. And this gets, so, this gets so ridiculous. Have any of you, I haven't been to mass in a long time. I haven't, fortunately haven't been to too many funerals in the last year. Okay. But he starts swapping out. He starts doing this. Um, what was it again? He goes, Hail Mary, full of grace. Uh, your Lord is with you. It's like he's trying to modernize it. You can't fuck around with the lines. Like, why are you swapping out these lines? It's like he's trying to evade copyright so it doesn't get taken down off YouTube. YouTube. So he, he continues along this, uh, Hail Mary, and he's swapping out all the lines. I'm getting irked. And then when it comes to the Holy Mary part, he started doing what only looked like a dab, okay? But actually what he was doing was it was like a rallying call for us to join in. And none of us are particularly religious, so nobody really did. And then he started like gesticulating with his arm, but with his sort of elbow. I thought he was about to do the people's fucking elbow into the grave himself. It looked like he was dabbing. It was the most ridiculous display I've ever seen in my life. And then he proceeds to do with the prayers, keeps going, all the rest, all about, you know... This is actually all part of God's plan. It's great. All the rest. Thank you very much, mate. Love this brilliant stuff. And then he's foostering around in his pocket. No, don't make that sort of a joke. But he was foostering it around in his pocket. And then he takes out some holy water. At this point, right, um, my granny, grandmother's surviving, only surviving sister, who um, is probably is a ve- of a very good age, I think she's maybe 92, has been um, wheeled up in her wheelchair. So she's right in front of the grave. And so, you know, she can hear everything and whatnot. He takes out the holy water. I swear to God, I've seen less excitable race car drivers on the podium at the Formula One. Your man was spritzing it. He was fully fucking spritzing it like he's celebrating a victory. It's the maddest thing I've ever seen in my life. The thing was exploding and he's shaking it all over the grave. Some of it splashed as far as anti-fucking-Moira. It hit her on her fucking legs, sprayed all over her vans and cantos. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Mount Vesuvius, this bottle, was such vigour. Holy water.